For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. And welcome to VOC Nation's Wrestling with Problems. I'm your host, King David Lane. That's King David Lane on just about every social media platform. So give me a like, follow, and request, and I'll probably give you a return. And of course, like King David Comedy, that's Comedy with a K. That's King David Comedy with a K. Comedy with a K. Uh, check those out on most major social media platforms as well. Um, hope to have some very, very exciting news coming up because we are starting to get shows going back. The vaccines are going out. So I'm hoping in the next few weeks to have a lot of shows to announce and some, a lot of good things going on for uh, King David Comedy. So stay tuned in the coming weeks and we'll get you more information on that. But for the time being, we still do have our weekly open mic in the Miller Beach section of Gary, Indiana. That's on Lake Street in Performance Comedy Theater. So come check that out. It's free every Wednesday night. So bring your mask. We are re- operating at reduced capacity. Let people have social distancing space, and you can get some free laughs. So come on out and enjoy that every Wednesday night. Right now, I'm joined by my second man in the booth this week, co-host for this week, Brian Hunter at BrockBiz on Twitter. That's at B-R-O-C-K-B-Z-A on Twitter. Brian, how's it going? It's going good, King. How's it going, um, people out there? Now, hopefully that hopefully they're all doing well, and hopefully they're getting their vaccines and uh Still, you know, being socially distant as well and stuff. Like I said, I know it seems like we've been doing this forever, but you want to don't don't get to almost to the finish line and then trip and fall at the end. You know, like I said, a lot of people are like, well, I got my vaccine, so I ain't got to do all this other stuff. No, I keep doing it because just because you got your vaccine doesn't mean everybody in your life has theirs. So if you're not concerned about strangers, at least be concerned about your kids and stuff like that who can still get it, even though you're vaccinated. The kids have not been approved yet, so. Just take a couple more months, you know, be responsible. Like I said, we, you, we, we ain't telling you you got to stay at home as much anymore. Like, if you get your vaccine, you can move a little bit more freely now. But still, that don't mean you can completely drop the ball. Anyway, now that we got that problem out of the way, uh, we, we got off our soapbox. Let's go ahead and get into some wrestling-related stuff and some news. Uh, the biggest story of the last week was all the WWE releases. Uh, apparently, there might be an NXT release list coming soon as well, but we have not uh, getting information regarding that as of showtime. Uh, we're recording Monday evening, so hopefully they haven't dropped it or don't drop it tonight, and then I'll be really, really mad because I won't be able to talk about it on this show for at least another week, even though I do have some other platforms I might discuss a little bit here and there. But uh, we're going to go ahead and just read off a list of some of the talent that WWE released. Apparently there was like 20 people uh, released uh, during the pandemic, you know, that the first big set of cuts last year, it was like a big purge. They had another uh, cut uh, on uh, last week. It would have been about four days ago. 
as of our recording time. So uh, I believe that would have been the 15th they had all cut. Basically on tax day, it was the, the tax day massacre. We can just call it that, tax day massacre. But anyway, they released Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Chelsea Green, Mickey James, Tucker, Kalisto, Wesley Blake, and also Bo Dallas and Peyton Royce. So some, you know, some prominent names there, you know, some people that have been, you know, world champion and champion both in WWE or other organizations. Mickey James has been, of course, a women's champion and Divas champion. Uh, you had Samoa Joe has been world heavyweight champion a few places. Uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce have been the women's uh, tag team champions at Iconic. Ironically, we thought they had broken that team up uh, so that they could push Peyton Royce, and then Peyton Royce never got a push. They just had Billy Kay doing some silly, crazy stuff. But uh, actually, I'll just go ahead and throw it to you, Brian. Uh, on this list, who do you think it made sense to cut, if anybody, and who do you think that they made a big uh, mistake by cutting? Let's let's go with uh, first. Who you think were the biggest mistakes on this list that they cut? The biggest mistakes: Samoa Joe, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay. Yep, I agree with you. Now, uh, let's go ahead and uh, Samoa Joe. Why do you think it was a snake to release Samoa Joe? Okay, he, his thing. Okay, now let's just say you didn't want um, Samoa Joe as a wrestler because um, we we say he's um injured prone. Okay, fine. Um, you um, okay? You okay? You negotiate his contract as a commentator, and he was not a bad commentator because you you all you usually have former wrestlers as commentators anyway. So, okay, so Samoa Joe was actually solid. He was credible. You know what I mean? So, it's a whole hell of a lot better than than, than what they got right now. You you know what I mean? Yep, I, I see what you're saying. And like I said, uh, to, to illustrate your point, when they said they were putting Samoa Joe on the commentary team, I was like, why? He was not always a guy that was known for great mic skills or anything like that. I think he he uh, definitely shown more in WWE on the mic than he had shown in some of his other previous stops. So I thought he had greatly improved, you know. And we were considering this, you know, more not quite the end of his career, but he's more towards Twilight at this point. But he is a guy that improved a lot on the mic, and he had, he had done great. Uh, he was, I think he was a pretty good, actually, color commentator. The weird thing was, like, uh, you never know in wrestling who's going to be good on, on the mic as far as a uh, commentator. Because there's been guys that, you know, you never really thought of as, quote, mic guys that end up doing a good job, whether it be with their gimmick or their character. Because, like, when Taz first started out, Taz did not want to cut promo. He just wanted to go in the ring and beat people up and do that thing. Paul Heyman sort of forced him to the role and he just completely shined at it. And he had been great on the mic as a wrestler and he did a great job on the mic, you know, once he started, you know, uh, got away from wrestling was, you know, on the announce team. So Taz was one of those guys that kind of surprised you once you gave him the mic and let him have the ball around with it. Samoa Joe sort of did the same thing, although it seemed like it took him a lot longer because he wrestled for like 15 years and I never really was particularly interested in what he had to say on the mic until, you know, more his WWE runs, but right. he did a great job with that. So you took this Actually, time, to, yeah. You took this, you gave him a shot. You give him a shot. He does a good job, and then you get rid of him anyway. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. Plus, on top of it, there was still a lot of matches that Samoa Joe could have had. Now, Grant, like I said, that is, uh, you did bring up the fact that they thought that he might be somebody that has injury risk, injury prone. Uh, as a general rule, 
when people get injured, it's not like WWE, you know, pays them a lot when they're injured. If they can't work, they don't get paid for the most part, in my understanding. You know, I don't know if they had like a different deal with him or something else, but he was not, if he was going to be hurt, he wasn't getting paid that much. You already had him on the announcement. Now, here's what would make sense. If Samoa Joe wanted to be, uh, continue his in-ring career, but WWE did not want to bring him back to the ring, and they said, no, we're just going to keep you at the desk, and he said, no, I don't want that, then it might make sense for WWE to release him. But I still think there was value in Samoa Joe in the ring, and they should have they gave him a shot. If, if nothing else, I, I understand it was probably gonna, not going to be a heavyweight, you know, big title push in his future, but he still could have did a lot of stuff with, like, a lot of mid-card guys, sort of elevated guys, putting on great matches and stuff like that, so. The opportunity was there. I felt like they dropped the ball with more Joe. Absolutely. Go ahead. Now, now for okay. Now, just going on on that example. Okay. Now, fine. You say he's too much of a um, injury risk. Okay. That's if w- let's be clear. Those weren't my words. That was allegedly part of why WWE said they were they were getting rid of him. Those, those no, aren't my I'm words. Not, just to be clear. No, I'm I'm saying if okay. If okay, let's just play that scenario. Okay, if you feel like that and you the WWE brass, okay, fine. Uh, what okay, now what you're gonna do, okay, you okay, you're gonna put him in um, okay, in three in three fuse, okay, okay, one against Big E, one against um, Cesaro, and um, another one against Roman Reigns, okay, um, okay, Roman Reigns, okay, um. Okay, um, I just say this. Okay, Cesaro, okay, would be um, to build him up um, as a as a um, legit um, world heavyweight. I mean, a legit um, universal title contender. Okay, Big E to push him up um, a topo um, in in the main event, and you got two um, heavyweights battling battling and out that actually can wrestle. Then you have. Um, okay, fine. He okay. Um, so he he wins a triple threat match against. Um, okay, we okay. We, we just say between him, um, Cesaro, and um, Big E, he wins a triple threat match. He go against um, Roman Reigns for the Universal Title. Okay, he okay. He loses the first one. He wants one more shot, and um, Reigns said, "Fine. You you want another shot." Why? Why should I? He put his career up. He loses that. He goes to comment. Um, he, he goes to commentate on Raw. That's that. Okay, like I said, that, that that could make a lot of sense. That that would be a nice little angle to run. Uh, uh, and I could I could definitely see that as as well as by the way they're talking about if if you're using the argument he's too much of an injurious. Who did they have in the main event at WrestleMania? Edge and Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Daniel yeah. Bryan had a history of, of, of brain injuries. By the way, he was cleared, though. Don't get me wrong. So they did, you know, make him sit out a while and came back. Edge, serious neck injury risk, had to take like seven years off for that. So that's a guy, quote, with an injury risk and a guy that's much older than Samoa Joe is right now. And then on top of it, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And by the way, Samoa Joe was uh, injured, not in a match. Not in a real match, per se. He was injured shooting a commercial. He was shooting a commercial for the video game that really never came out because the game was so terrible. They said, we can't release this crap. So that adds insult to injury to injury, I think. Yeah. Anyway, let, let, let's move on and talk about some of these other talent that was uh, 
released as well. We got a, like I said, the Iconics is definitely a huge loss as far as all the people on this list that, you know, you thought had more talent. Um, you know, Bo Dallas never really caught on, I think, long term. He, he did have some some interesting, you know, things he did with his Believe gimmick, but that sort of ran his course. They sort of had the, uh, little gimmick what was him and the other guys that was like four of them and they were like social um outcast or something like that that was something that they kind of i felt like they dropped the ball with i don't know if that was a long-term solution for him or any other group member of the group but that's something that they could have let run a little bit longer and they did so he's literally been sitting around doing nothing (laughs) for like a couple years and i guess like I guess I guess if you had nothing for him, it kind of makes sense to get rid of him. What you know, pay the guy for a couple of years. The other thing is, you know, a lot of times in WWE, your family relationships and stuff like that pay a big role. So his brother's Bray Wyatt, his dad's Mike Rotunda. So, and then of course, you know, you got the the Winder family on the other side of it. You know, as far as you know, his legacy in the business. So maybe they just sort of kept him around for a while. But if I'm, but if I'm Bo Dallas, you know, basically he's just he's just he basically just. Is my understanding he's chilling running a farm with a, another hot female wrestler whose name I, I can't remember which attractive female he's dating, but apparently they're uh, running a farm somewhere together. So at least he has you know other money to fall back on. Stuff. So anyway, uh, if, if I can think of that before this, we go off the air, I'll, I'll bring that back up. But, uh, oh, at least okay. he does have fallback income. It's not like he's not like he's gonna be like, on a street corner with his cup out. Shaking it for change, or whatever. So. Nah, I, I, I think, I think he, he's, he's gonna be um just fine now. Um, okay, I really wasn't gonna touch on this, but I believe that they, okay, to me, the own, okay, the um another way that they could use Bo Dallas, they, okay, because um I don't know what was the whole thing which um WrestleMania and Alexa Bliss and whatnot, but I believe that okay, if the fiend wanted to get his revenge, okay, he would he would um he would turn his brother um in, in, into another version um of the fiend. And then like um trying to like get like um um okay, trying to get him like a, a, a new type of gimmick or something. You you know what I mean? Yeah. And the, and to me, I believe that okay, if his brother would, um, would like took on Bray Wyatt's old gimmick or a, I guess a fiend um, family member or whatnot, that if nothing else, I, I believe that uh, with with um, Bray Wyatt's help and everything, the man could have finally got over. And like I said, I, I don't think they had the like I said, I think he was over, but he wasn't. He wasn't what I call a main event over. He's a guy that was a solid part of the mid card for a long time. I don't think they ever saw him in a high, as a higher role for that. But still, th- th- there's a place in the value in that too. So even if you don't, if, if you're not going to get the big belt, there still is, you know, a great use for people in the mid card. So no, no. Anyway, let, 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 let's ahead. move on past that one though. We okay. spent too much time on Bo Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, and by the way, Bo Dallas is allegedly dating Liv Morgan. I just say allegedly because I don't. Like I said, he's. I see listings that say he's married, and there's people asking about, you know, I see that mentioned a couple of times, so I don't want to cast expressions of this character. He's, a, he's supposedly married. I don't know if the divorce was ever finalized. And well, so rather, rather than get into some legal trouble, he's allegedly dating Liv Morgan, 
and I see reports that he's married. So I don't know if there's a breakup or I don't know if that's just false rumors or just stuff going around. But that, that that's the uh, clear. You draw your own conclusion for that. Don't take it as gospel that I said any of this stuff because it's all allegedly based on internet rumors and speculation and various things. I've okay. Seen in other places. Now I um um okay. So um, answer me this though. Okay, did it make sense to drop um Tucker? At this point, yes. I don't understand why they broke the tag team up because Tucker only made sense as far as that team. There was there was no value. I didn't see a lot of value in Tucker outside of the team heavy machinery, but I like the team heavy machinery. But then they yeah. decided to break up that team and they had Tucker Toner for apparently limited reasons. He did it and then they didn't really follow up on that. So, okay, at least if you're going to have him, you know, cost at least if they're going to have him cost uh, his buddy the or, or former buddy the money in the bank contract match, at least do some significant follow-up and let that be a little bit of a feud for a couple months. But they sort of dropped that feud pretty quickly. They dropped the thing with Mandy Rhodes. <laughs> so it's just like the whole thing was kind of a waste of time all the way around for everybody. <laughs> It, it, it was it, actually it was actually a little bit of a solid you know angle they ran there for a while with Mandy Rose and uh and Otis, but then it ended up having Tucker turn on Otis, costing the match, and then he just sort of basically just said, "Oh, go go with Chad Gable now." Didn't really make see, a lot of sense. Thing. So so I really hate so about WWE them up, general. So he broke them up from a, a legit tag team to have him have what may be a a six-month single run to uh, win the money in the bank to go back to a tag team? But a different guy where the tag team makes a lot of sense. Because <laughs> like yes. I said, it, it seemed like if you're putting together a team, while I like Chad Gable and I like Otis, if I was putting together a tag team, I don't put them together as a team. That, that team together doesn't make sense. See, see now. Honestly, what I okay, what I would deal with, with um Gable actually, um I, shoot, I okay, I would actually have him win the um, cruiserweight title. Shoot, um oh um oh okay because honestly he's not really doing nothing um um okay like honestly is Chad Gable one of them guys you really um waiting to see um on Smackdown not really is he um I would say that a, yes I would say no but that's a victim of bad booking and all the dumb stuff right 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 as far as as far as if you tell me he's having a match if you put if you put on another good wrestler I'm excited to see that match but right. I'm not excited from the quote angle standpoint just because they haven't booked him in any and much in the ways of quality angles I, um, I, I, I say this. Um, okay, for okay for me to to try and boost some some ratings up for two or five live, I'm I'm putting I'm putting him in there. I'm putting um a, a, a few other people who's not really doing um much ju- just to boost those ratings up, and actually uh, give like uh, um like one of the like the cruiserweight champ like an actual um real fight. You know what I mean? It, it she was like okay. No one really watches 205 Live. I remember when it was an hour show. It's 30 minutes. And I don't know if 
five people who actually watch 205 Live. I, I really don't. I watch it and I don't even watch it. And by, by saying that, I mean, I turn it on. It's I, I put it on Hulu and then it's on. And then I don't pay that much of attention to it other than like maybe the main event or I say, oh, this is some new talent they brought in. But I don't actually pay any active attention. See? But yeah, and by, by the way, you, you raised a good point. You were like, it's like a half hour long. I don't know what the quote uh, Peacock version of it is. I know when it's on Hulu, it's about 45 minutes. But out of that 45 minutes, 15 minutes is like something that happened on Raw. Not grant, grant. Like if you're doing the week in WWE, you're doing main event, you're doing one of those shows, it makes complete sense if you want to flash black and show us what happened on Raw or what happened on SmackDown. It makes zero sense. For 205 Live, which is supposed to be a cruiserweight show, to show 15 minutes of heavyweight stuff. That's stupid. Exactly. That is See? stupid. Stop that. Right. Thank you. It, it, there's plenty of places where you could, you know, put that so, you know, you get a, a flashback or, you know, you get up to date on it. But 205 Live, it makes literally no sense at all. It should only be cruiserweight. Just like if, if they ever do that show they're talking about where it's like a woman show, they right. talked about that they haven't done it. When you do the women's show, it should only be women on that show. Unless, it's, you know, if you got a manager to a woman and it's a man, that's, that makes sense. But there should be no men's matches on it unless they're fighting a woman. That's the only way you break that sort of thing. We have that sort of show. If you have a tag team show, put it be tag teams only. Nothing but tag team. Don't put singles matches on it. Unless you, you do some kind of gimmick stuff where, oh, we're going to have one tag team dude fight this other tag team dude or something like that. But it needs to it needs to stay on brand or message some kind of way. At least make it make sense. Sheamus and makes no sense <laughs> being on two hundred five live. No, um, it's just I, like when I, you do NXT UK. When it's NXT UK, you don't have mm-hmm. two Americans fight on the show. That's stupid. <laughs> and you you you've been um, you've been getting. I um, I don't know. I I, I said like this. Okay, now it. Okay, now if you figuring, hey, these guys are floundering. Um, it, um, okay, if if you saying they floundering on, on the main roster and everything, okay, I understand you're putting like, okay, if okay, if you if you want if you want to see what um th- this dude could do in another market like um, okay, Alistair Black um in NXT UK. Okay, it okay if you if you want to go ahead and put him there, okay. If you want to put like Bo Dallas, I don't I don't I don't know if anyone really gonna be excited. Hey, Bo Dallas going um, going against Walter. Will you really want to see that match? I said that's real. That's that's literally just that literally just makes sense. Is get Walter somebody else to beat up. That I I could I could. If he was still on roster, I could see them doing that just because you wanted to give Walter somebody different to beat up. So that that would almost be the replacement of a jobber versus star match, basically. Right. So he so so he got some airplay. Okay, but um okay, so let let's just face it, okay. Um Walter it, it's like, hmm. Well, if if he beat up um I don't know Bo Dallas um Curtis Axel okay I I I really wouldn't care you no know I mean but yeah um he okay he okay he could say hey I'm I'm taking out um 
the um, big boys now, quote unquote. No, I mean, and, and of course, all, all of us will actually be laughing because if you can say the Curtis Axel and um, Bo Dallas big boys, no, I mean, from from the from the roster, no, I mean, it's like, okay, yeah, I. Right. But like I said, it's someone else different to beat up now to me. Yeah. By the um, way, before before you go further, Curtis Axel got fired like a year ago. Oh, okay. That shows you how much attention you're paying attention to, and most people are paying attention to Curtis Axel. That, he got fired last year when the WWE made that cut. <laughs> well, by the way, I, by the way, I don't mean to laugh at him in general because he does have a great family legacy and whatnot. And I actually thought he was gonna, you know, go somewhere. I was actually, matter of fact, I think we were in the arena together at uh, Rosemont, uh, the former Rosemont Horizon, now known as Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. I believe it was Mother's. No, it was. I believe it was Father's Day. He won like the Intercontinental title, I think, like way back in the day, and we thought it was, you know, the crowd was popping for him. They were high for him. He won it on Father's Day. You know, his father was, you know, Mister Perfect, and he won it. Mm-hmm. Father. It was almost like when Jordan won, uh, uh, won that uh the NBA Finals on Father's Day, and you know, right. you felt you felt that good for him in a moment, sort of achieving that, right. And then next thing you know. Uh, yeah, we decided we'd go in another direction. Curtis asked, so you're not really going anywhere. But yeah. Oh, oh okay. Um, well, if if it's fine with you, my good man, I um, I, I think we can move forward from from um from this. Um, I okay, and I'm going to actually pour a switch on you and everything. I, know. Okay. I still got to talk. We still got to talk about the iconic. That's the most. I think that's. That 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 that's 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 the switch. Okay, that's not really. Okay. That's more because no, no. I actually we actually started talking about we just got sidetracked talking about Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Right. And so, by the way, there's no reason ever to be sidetracked talking about the iconic talk about. No, 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 no. It just no. happened, you know. That's what happens when we get two friends talking about wrestling. We, we go on these tangents sometimes. But anyway, yeah. Let's get back, like I said, because that's actually what we meant to talk about. You know, after we yeah. Talk about some more Joe Billy K and Peyton Royce. They were uh, the weird thing was they were pretty much the only female tag team in WWE even before they had the tag belts. Tag teams, right? So they, they, there was no other female tag teams, and no. they didn't have tag team belts. So it was kind of stupid that they were together as a quote tag team when there was no belts. But eventually, slowly but surely, they at least put together a few teams. So the division at any given moment usually has about four or five teams now. Uh, ideally, when you have a division of anything, you hope to have like eight teams, eight, eight competitors or eight teams. Usually mm-hmm. in tag team wrestling, though, the way they do it now, though, is there's usually in the neighborhood of four or five. Most tag, most uh, individual wrestling divisions, you hope to have at least eight contenders in it. So, but anyway, they were like the, they were the originators of that division, even before they quoted division. They did a great job. It, it almost felt like with WWE, they had them alone as the only female tag team for too long. But then eventually mm-hmm. the belts did finally come along and they did you know, win them at some point. And then they decided, uh, the word on the street was they were going to like break the team up and give Peyton Royce a run because they, they felt she was the, quote, talent of the team. So they were going to give Peyton Royce a run and Billy Kaya did almost nothing for a little while. Then at some point, it kind of seemed like they went the other direction with it. They stopped showing Peyton Royce on TV. They had Billy Kay basically being comic relief. But the weird thing about it was Billy Kay was actually surprisingly good in the role. 
See, that's the thing. She, Sometimes she it's it's like the it's like the new day. You give somebody a stupid idea, but somehow they manage to take their stupid idea and make some gold out of it. That's what happened with the new day. They they switched it from a stupid, you know, sort of lame preacher gimmick that, you know, don't get me wrong. You can actually have a good quote preacher gimmick because Brother Love did a great job with that gimmick for years. But the way they presented it with the new day, it just looks stupid. It 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 didn't it didn't Initial. work. Um... But, but they um, sort of took that, molded it to their own thing, and made it their own thing, and actually, you know, ended up turning it into gold. Billy Kay did the same thing. They were like, "Hey, Billy Kay, you know, you're gonna go find, you're gonna, you're gonna kind of get recruited for these different groups. So you're just gonna end up look stupid all the time, but you're gonna recruit. Like, uh, where have you tried to join a riot squad? <laughs> and one, she actually looked kind of good in riot get, squad gear, even though we knew mentally it didn't feel like she made sense to it. But eventually they turned on her. You know, she would try to go to all these different wrestlers and give her her resume and give her her headshots. Because, like, in it, re- it, wrestling, you never see wrestlers with headshots anyway, as far as passing them out. You do see them. Like, a lot of times you will see them, like, in, uh, or if you go, like, the indie shows, you, 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 I don't know if that's the case anymore, but as of at least a few years ago, you see, like, people signing these autographed headshots. And that's how a lot of the indie talent makes, you know, some of their extra money because they don't get a hell of a lot you know traveling even though like if you are a star if you are famous enough to sell your headshots you do get way more money than your regular indie wrestler might get might like chris uh chris best would famously say a hot dog and a handshake you might actually get a couple hundred bucks but still you, when you factor in traveling and you know having to pay your mortgage and everything else those headshots if you can sell set your headshot for 20 bucks that's you know, if you can if you can sell like you know fifty of them, that's that's a good even that's a good even for you. So, but anyway, uh, like I said, I, I felt like they both were talented, but I felt like Billy Kay showed more after the split up of the team, and it, it just felt like WWE sort of did the same thing they do a lot of time. They're like, hey, we got a star here. Uh, we changed our mind. Okay. You made a mistake. You got yourself over, like 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 with uh with like uh now known as Matt Cardona, but Zack Ryder. When you start getting yourself over, like that's kind of what Billy Kay did. We like we're gonna give you the stupid idea. What you getting yourself over with this? No, we we didn't want you to do that. We want we wanted you to do an okay job. We didn't want you to do a great job. So we decided, yeah, we're gonna go to the race. We're gonna rid of you. So I think it would be silly. Like I said, I know a lot of people are assuming that all this talent is gonna run to AEW. I don't necessarily agree that all of this talent is gonna run to AEW. But if you look at the list of people we named again, we named Samoa Joe, Billy Kate, Chelsea Green, Mickey James, Tucker, Kalisto, Wesley Blake, Bo Dallas, and Peyton Royce. I say it makes a lot of sense for three of these to go to AEW. Samoa Joe and Iconic definitely makes sense. Mickey James, maybe, as far as more of a, you know, back behind the scenes role, if you need somebody to work with the women in particular, I think that might work. I don't know if it's an active in ring competitor. I mean, she could probably do a few matches here and there, but she wouldn't be a, quote, I don't think a full-time wrestler, but she could definitely be somebody, she could definitely be an asset to the women's division uh, or working behind the scenes. She's, like I said, if she works behind the scenes, obviously, it wouldn't have to be limited to just the women that she did it with. She could, you know, she has a lot of experience and a lot of talent and whatnot, so she could help a lot of people out. Tucker, I don't see any point in him going to AEW. I don't see what WWE, I don't see what AEW could get out of him. He could maybe go to uh, Impact and sort of rebuild his brand, or maybe NWA or somewhere else. He's he's not a guy that's 
quote, ready to be have any quarter, I think, significant singles run at the top level. So maybe he could go to the indie scene and rebuild his, you know, stature. Maybe he go to Impact and sort of come up with, like, new, new characters, like maybe like Kurt Hawkins did or something like that. Or, you know, maybe EC3's rebuild. I don't know if he has that in him. But I know right now he doesn't have the fame level or he hasn't shown enough to say he needs to be as a singles wrestler anywhere near the top level. So him on the scratch off the list of thinking he's going to make any significant impact anywhere soon. Kalisto's a maybe guy that I think maybe could go to AEW and do something. Uh, Because at least he's already a talented worker. Wesley Blake. I don't know enough about Wesley Blake <laughs> to say that, uh, to be honest. Well, uh, you okay, man? Well. No, I was laughing. I was literally laughing. I wasn't sick or coughing. I literally was laughing. I was like, Wesley Blake? Because I have to remember, was that the guy that was dating uh, <laughs> dating Raven Steer's daughter? <laughs> or is that the other guy? I'm not sure. Because like I said, because WWE has a lot of these guys that sort of resemble each other. Yeah, they... they um, I, I said this in NXT, they made they actually made sense when they first came up to the main roster. I'm like, okay, you you know what? Now I thought it was too soon for them to be um the new day though, but um I I figured, hey, they they trying to get them over, you know what I mean, a, a, as a legit bad badass trio and everything. But I seen their momentum stop when um um, 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 okay, when um, okay, Jackson um, okay, Jackson um, Ryder had um, okay, had screwed up and everything, and pretty much it came out that he was um, uh, a supporter of former um, President Trump, and so it kind of like killed the momentum of the group. And next thing I know, okay. Alden was off TV for um, a, um, a, a couple months and everything. Then next thing I know, um, I seen, um, okay, the other two guys with, um, what's his name? Uh, King Corbin. Yeah, the night how bad is it when you got two guys that's trying to get over with a guy that they really don't know what to do with, but they still keeping him around? Because oh, yeah, like I said, by the way, I do, I do want to correct it. Like I said, he, like Wesley Blake was the former partner. Murphy was the guy that was dating Ray Mysterio's daughter, allegedly. You know, for the for gimmick purposes, they were dating. Right. But uh, Wesley Blake was his partner, uh, and before that, he was you know they had the uh, the team you know back at NXT for a long time. He was actually uh, back in the day they were a team, so. Sorry about the infusion about that. Like I said, it, like I said, some of these guys they just sort of run together because they don't do anything of note or prominence. Murphy actually has had a little bit more of a solid run, even because, like I said, because the, the whole thing with uh, Seth Rollins at least gave him a little bit of something to stand out. At least he stand. At least at least he, it gave him enough to stand out as far as uh, once I like talked about Wesley Blake. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that was a tag team, but at least he did lose something on his own. He was actually Murphy was actually previously engaged to uh, Licks of Bliss back in the day too as well. So, so I, I would say overall he had a much he he's had a he's he's had a, a bit of a better run than Wesley Blake did. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt. Like I said, again, we ended up on another tangent. 
Okay, so what? Okay, so what's next um, on um, on the menu? Um, okay, besides the folks that WWE had dropped, uh, I, I will just say quickly about Chelsea Green. She didn't really get the chance to do much in WWE, but she did have a nice run in Impact. Is the whole sort of crazy bright thing that she was doing. So yeah. she could probably she can probably go back to Impact, or she might be in a nice addition to AEW's women roster as well because she's still young. She's got like time to do something. So I think we'll go ahead and let that conclude our discussion of the WWE purge of this year. Uh, next, we'll get into how long WWE plans to run shows in the Thunderdome. Apparently, uh, they they got a SummerSlam will most likely have a live crowd for that. But it doesn't look like in between now and then WWE is going back on the road or anything. WWE does have a contract with the uh, to run with Thunderdome until August. So most likely that's when they're since that since that's when their deal runs out. They're probably gonna keep that deal intact. And hopefully, you know, because you know, like I said, we are talking about the vaccines and stuff going out. I think to a large degree, provided nothing too stupid happens between now and then, I think once that deal runs out, that will be the perfect time for WWE to go back on the road because I think most of the people that want to be vaccinated will have had the chance to at least get their first shots by June 1st. I think we, we're at the point now where everybody that wants to get a vaccine that's an adult can get one. So I think over the next couple of weeks, I think – I originally was thinking, I was really kind of hopeful that we might be able to do it by June 1st and pretty much open most stuff up, most back to normal by then. Um, I'm thinking that maybe that's a little bit optimistic, even though the, 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 the shots were going out pretty, pretty quickly lately. But I think definitely by August, stuff will be close, I think, to normal by the time in the August hits. Like I said, Summer Slam's usually a late August event, I believe. Not, uh, so I do think by the time SummerSlam hits, it will be in good shape. So I think uh, what WWE has mentioned that they don't want to quote go back and forth. They don't want to go on the road. They go go the road, go to Thunderdome. So I think once uh, this contract runs out, things would have to be really, really messed up, and we'd have to really take a step backwards for WWE to continue with this Thunderdome concept by the end. And I think the other thing about that is you're going to want to strike without what the uh, iron's hot. People who have been cooped up for so long after being cooped up for over a year and a half at that point, that wrestling fans will be clamoring to see live wrestling again. So I think WWE is going to want to pack as many shows as possible starting with August, at least for the next two, three months after that. They'll probably be running shows like every night for the next two, three months after that, just because fingers crossed, most of the shows will be sold out by people haven't seen across the country and across the world haven't seen wrestling live in that long most of them so i think that's going to be a big deal so get any thoughts on that sorry i can't uh, did you get any thoughts on that brian whether that you like i said is that, well, that look good as far as the open update or what well um it um in, in my in my opinion um i don't see um I don't see anything wrong with the day. So I figure, like you said, everybody who wants it, um, okay, they they got the chance of um of getting um vaccinated to me. I just think it's like this, okay. 
either you're going to get vaccinated so you could, um, um, okay, so you could um, go to the sporting events, be out in the crowd, and, um, and, and actually enjoy life without being cooped up, or you're going to uh, wear your mask, social distance, and um, and don't be around and, and don't be around folks um, unnecessarily. You're not gonna go to the clubs, bars, movies, and all of that. I my my thing is okay. Choose which one. You can't not get the vaccination, nor not wear your mask properly. You're just wearing it over your mouth. And um, oh, okay, what well, what are you doing? So. For those who hate wearing this mask or tired of wearing the mask, get vaccinated. You know, um, at, at this point, what you want to do. You know that you want to go back and, um, and and be with big crowds, football, wrestling. Just get vaccinated. I'm going to get vaccinated and not do that either. I still don't want to be about recovery, but that has nothing to do with wrestling. It's just aggravating. I mean, that has nothing to do with, <laughs> with the disease. I just don't want to be around big groups of people just because it's a pain in it. It's not so much that I, I hate big groups of people. It's just aggravating to get into parking spaces and out of parking spaces for me. I'm not saying I'll that. ever do it because, you know, there are times when I do want to go like to a wrestling show and stuff like that. But still, you know, it's more about the aggravations for me than it actually is for the disease for the most part. Once things do get back to home. Anyway, I, I know you're in a little bit of a hurry to get out, so I'm going to try to go ahead and get these like last few things so we can both get out of here uh, mlw is supposed to be making a huge announcement tonight so hopefully by the time you're listening to this that uh they will have made it i'm thinking there's going to be their whatever their national tv deal is i don't know what network it's going to be but i hope it's you know one of the nicer ones i'm hearing that it might be destination america you know previously uh that was a network that used to have impact wrestling so apparently I'm hearing rumblings that it might be Destination America. So fingers crossed. At least while Destination America is not a huge network, it is a, it is you know a little bit more credible than some of the other ones. So it's it's it's, with, yeah. it, it's, it's within the Discovery you know family, so they would have access on that app as well. So I think this would be a nice move for a company the size of MLW. I don't know, like I said, for. For Impact, it seemed like to be a step in the wrong direction. MLW, this would be a step in the right direction because they're getting Absolutely. in bed for some bigger company. So, uh, what what do you think about that? I 100% agree with you. Yeah, sometimes life isn't just about what you're doing. It's about what direction you're heading, about your momentum and stuff. And this would be good momentum for MLW. Uh, I believe we, we've covered... Oh, one more important story since we are talking about you know, the rest of the media and whatnot. Triller has purchased Fight T Fight uh, Fight Pay Per View, and that's F I T E. When I say fight, uh, I want to thank SC Scoots for you know some of the information we've been able to use today, in particularly this article. Uh, TrillerNet has announced the acquisition of PP PPV streaming platform Fight. The following press release was sent to SC Scoops. TrillerNet acquires Premier Live Event pay-per-view, uh, video-on-demand, streaming platform, fight, taking major next steps in building global content ecosystem. If you're not familiar with uh, TrillerNet, and also they do have Trillerhole Company LLC, uh, they're the ones doing a lot of these uh, fights that are like, they're, 
they're not quite the traditional what we call celebrity boxing, but they are using a lot of celebrity boxers. They're using like a that uh the Jake Paul uh boxing match that happened this past weekend and some of the stuff like that. They're also responsible for that Mike Tyson fight we had, you know, uh against uh Roy Jones Jr. They've already got a, uh, you know, they've already screamed some fights with like Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather, uh, Pacquiao, you know, Alvarez, uh, Deontay Wilder, Terrence Crawford. So there's a lot of talented guys in there: Logan Paul, Jake Paul, and of course, you know, they do have some good investors as well, like Early Bird Digital, Launch Hub Ventures, Tim Draper, Brightcap. So uh, they have a lot of uh, quality investors and a lot of creative night minds and stuff with the company uh snoop dogg's been on a few of their broadcasts and actually snoop dogg's been surprisingly good on color commentary i actually was kind of reluctant they said he was going to be doing the color commentary position but he actually did a pretty good job but as i did not watch the jake paul fight this past weekend uh well i take that back i watched the highlights from it that they had on twitter and i'm glad i did not pay money to watch the fight because he beat the hell out of that guy really quickly i would have been pissed if i actually paid to watch a fight that short, but I did get to see the highlights, but I did not watch the whole uh, I did not watch the whole fight like I did the last time Trevor put on the event when it was the Mike Tyson event, when I watched a lot of the undercard as well as the Tyson uh, Roy Jones Jr. fight, but uh, uh, fight does have some decent partners they have, they got like top rank AEW, PBC, one championship WWE, Impact uh, Golden Boy, Matchroom Boxing so they have some of the largest, you know combat sports uh brands going and they do have relationships with them so apparently they do have a a nice large order i didn't i was not aware of some of these uh different uh rights that they had but apparently they're available on five continents 300 different sports rights holders and like all those companies i mentioned which are some of the biggest ones in wrestling as well as some of the biggest ones in boxing and mma so uh I think this could be something that's very, very good. And they do a good job of putting on interesting shows, not just with having quality uh, matches and fights, but also uh, combining, you know, sort of singers and musicians, but in a way that makes sense for the company. Because just because, you know, just because you have an opportunity to have a singer or a rapper on the show doesn't mean they should be there. If it makes sense for their show or if you're putting on a creative uh, experience, then I'm on board. But just mm-hmm. having somebody because they're a famous name, I don't care for them. So, uh, Shout out to Trilla, and I'm looking forward to see what good things they can do with their brand. So, you got any thoughts on that, Brian? Um, I'm waiting to see what happens. Okay, that's it. Nice and simple. Way to keep it going. Uh, I think that about covers it this week. Uh, oh, yeah. I know you weren't available to do the uh, WrestleMania show last week. So, uh, you got any thoughts on WrestleMania you want to share before we get out of here? Um, WrestleMania, actually, I, um, I was surprised, um, that WrestleMania, I, I actually give it a, um, a, a, um, a solid B actually. Okay. Like I said, I, I, like I said, I meant, I did mention last week, so I won't go into it too much, but yeah, I was actually pleasantly surprised with WrestleMania. I was not, you know, I knew I was hopeful that it would be a decent show just because we hadn't had live fans in the WWE arena for over a year. Mm-hmm. So that energy was there. So I think, I think in hindsight, my ex- having low expectations show wasn't a, probably the best idea, just because it would have been very, very hard not to have a good WrestleMania with crowd back for the first time because that energy was going to be there. So, but I was right. pleasantly surprised. I was not 
particularly looking for WrestleMania as, as I usually do for this particular year. I was actually, you know, I did expect Bad Bunny to do well, and he actually did do well because you could tell by the way he like, had done a few appearances he had already that he was going to do something good, but I was not prepared for him to, quote, carry the match. He literally carried the match when Damian Priest was his partner, and I was not prepared for that. Because you, you expect, okay, he'll do a high spot here, a high spot there, but then you have the real rush to do the real work. It was kind of almost the exact opposite of that. He had, like, three, four, five high spots in that match, as well as being solid when he wasn't, quote, doing a high spot. So shout out to him. He's the guy I think if he wanted to do it, he could legit- legitimately be a wrestler. Like I said, there's been some wrestler, there's been some celebrities over the last year who have put on good performances. But there's only two that's even even that. Him and Pat McAfee, I think if they wanted to be quote wrestlers full time, I think they could do it. Shaq, even though he put on a pretty decent match, there's no way I don't think Shaq could be quote a full time good wrestler. No. But he Shaq did a good job as far as okay, he should kill O'Neal. I want to see him do something, and he, you know, he didn't embarrass himself because a lot of no. celebrities they just throw some weak punch or it looks stupid or you know they don't want to get their hands dirty the right way. They don't look bad. He actually put on a match in a way that was credible. He was actually a solid quote big man, but he he was also a, a guy that's almost fifty, and he's you know seven foot guy. So you expect his body might be sort of broken down at that point, but he actually did a credible job for what he, what you expect out of his body. And he didn't, you know, and, and he actually did sell some big moves. He actually went through the table. And a lot of, you know, quote, big name celebrities won't do that. You know, they, they, they're not, that's, that's the problem. They're not willing to, quote, sell. They don't want to look bad. He was willing to, quote, look bad and look good and, quote, looking bad. So that's, the, yeah. that's my hat off the shot. So anyway, I think that covers it for this week. You got any final thoughts before we go, Brian? Um, well, actually, uh, my, um, okay, my final thought would be, if nothing else, um, MLW. Um, okay, if okay, if you didn't see Never Say Never, you need to check it out on YouTube. It was a pretty good match. Um, and a, as me and you both know, um, for a one-hour show, they have a very good product. And if you um, do get a chance, um, also check out Ring of Honor because they also have a one-hour show, but it's a very good product. Still not back there yet. I do watch. I still watch Ring of Honor, but I'm still not back there with him yet. Like I said, this is like I said. Once once AEW formed, that was sort of the end of Ring of Honor as we knew it for me. I kind of look at them, even though they're still a part of a quote billion-dollar company. I still look at them as they went from being like in contention to being the quote second or third major to being a nice indie company in my book. So anyway, that's a different topic for a different day. We've we actually discussed that a few times before, so I'm not, not going to get into it again today. But yeah, definitely support as much wrestling as you can, quality wrestling. I'm not saying support garbage, but you know, you don't like I said. I know there was the quote Wednesday Night War. Oh, before I get out, I do. I almost forgot to discuss that, but yeah. AEW did a huge number last week without a quote Wednesday Night War. They did 1.2 million. I think NXT the night before did around 700,000. So uh, AEW keeps on winning with these Wednesday Night War. 1.2 million. I think that was their second highest rating ever. So great job by AEW. Like I said, let's see if they continue the momentum with this coming up week. Anyway, 
I'm King David Lane. That's at King David Lane on Mr. Major Social Media Platform. Go to Pro Wrestling Tees. Get the Wrestling With Problems short shirt so you can support not only Wrestling With Problems, but also support the VOC Network, as you can see the logo behind me. This is Brian Hunter at Brockbiz on Twitter. Follow him on that social media platform as well. Thanks for listening, and you've been listening to Wrestling With Problems. We'll be back next week. Thanks for joining us. Phil Apter has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill Apter's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect is? Well, I'll is? tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Uh, Bruno was a hell of a champion. You know? Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill Actor, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it, it was uh, uh, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did Lennon have anything to do with this? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, that the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history.